in the stadium as he put it after the game. Gomes said he is the first player officially to ever play both sides of the wall. He was a two-year member of the Red Sox and, of course, on that team that won the title in 2013. Story himself didn't know that it was Gomes, the one who caught it. Uh, Gomes came down to the locker room afterwards to present the ball and autograph it for Story, which he said was a real special thing for him. That certainly kept the Red Sox going after that 12-6 win on Thursday to open up the series. And the Red Sox in very good shape now with three straight victories, seven in their last ten as it looks like they're starting to get that offense going after all the issues that they've had so far with it this season. Red Sox seven and the Mariners three. Series continues at Fenway this afternoon with a 4-10 first pitch. Garrett Whitlock will be on the mound for the Red Sox in that one. And uh, that'll be a 3-10 broadcast start on WNTK and WUVR. Now, there was one bit of bad news of sorts for the Red Sox from last night's game. Shortstop Xander Bogarts uh, listed as day-to-day -day for this afternoon's contest because of a collision he had with left fielder Alex Verdugo on Friday night. What looked like a routine pop-up from J.P. Crawford got to be a bit of trouble as Bogarts drifted back into right field, had it in his glove, then Verdugo took his legs out in a collision. Bogarts landed awkwardly on his left elbow. The ball popped out, and he landed on it uh, with his back. So uh, back issues right now for Bogarts and uh, manager Alex Cora saying after the game, we'll just see how he feels and we'll go from there. To the baseball scoreboard we go and in action around the American League last night took uh, 13 innings, but the Baltimore Orioles were 8-6 winners over the Tampa Bay Rays. The Yankees were supposed to host Chicago White Sox last night. That got postponed by weather. They will try to play two today. Also in the American League, Cleveland 6 and Detroit 1. Minnesota 6, Kansas City 4, uh, Texas over Houston 3 to nothing, Oakland 4, and the Angels 2. In interleague play, Toronto was a 2-1 winner over Cincinnati. National League, 10-inning uh, win for San Diego, 8-7 at San Francisco. Uh, Washington Nationals pulled a triple play, second in franchise history. That was their only highlight of an eventual 7-0 loss in Milwaukee. Dodgers 4 and the Phillies 1, uh, Atlanta over Miami 5-3, same score St. Louis beating Pittsburgh 5-3. Mets in Colorado were snowed out. There was a prediction of 3-5 to five inches of snow at Coors Field last night. They're hoping to play a split doubleheader today, but there's still more snow in the forecast, so it's not looking very likely. Uh, where they didn't have snow, Wrigley Field yesterday afternoon, the Cubs losing to Arizona, score there was 10 to six. Well, no one will ever confuse Southern Hills uh, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma with any of the courses on the British Open rotation, but yesterday, mm, you know, you could kind of see where the similarities were. The golfers who had afternoon tee times on Thursday and morning tee times on Friday at the PGA Championship really made the most of it. Will Zalatoris leads that list. He had a bogey-free 565 yesterday. 9 under 131 through two rounds of the PGA Championship. That is the lowest 36-hole score in eight majors held at Southern Hills. He has a one-shot lead after two rounds of play. Uh, Mito Pereira is the uh, golfer one shot back. He could have tied the low score for uh, PGA Championship uh, yesterday, but still finished with a 64. 27-year-old from Chile is one shot back. And as it turns out, uh, there were other golfers who did pretty well as well yesterday, uh, including Bubba Watson, who did tie that uh, PGA Championship record with a 63, 25-foot birdie on the 18th hole. So he's very much in contention so far. Uh, as noted, it is Zalatoris by Shauna Pereira with Justin Thomas three back, Bubs, Bubba Watson four back, and Rory McIlroy and Abraham Ansel, uh, Ansel rather, are five shots back, two rounds through the tournament. Uh, of course, streaks have to end at some point at the major level, and 
yesterday. That was what happened to Scotty Shuffler, the Augusta champion, world number one. Uh, he missed the cut with rounds of 71, 75. Uh, first time he's missed a cut, in fact, since October. He has been easily the best golfer around for the past six months, but he just could not pull it together on the back nine of his second round. Other golfers leaving early from Oklahoma, former number ones Dustin Johnson and Adam Scott, also current FedEx Cup champion Patrick Cantlay. Tiger Woods, not one of them. He had a good finish uh, for a 69 yesterday to make the cut by a couple of shots, and he will play into the weekend, despite the fact that he's still having a lot of pain in a surgically prepared right leg. Uh, Marcus Smart certainly brought the energy to the Boston Celtics in Game 2 of their NBA Eastern Conference Final with Miami the other night. Now with everybody back who should be back, it appears, the Celtics think they're in position to take control of this series, despite the fact that it's only 1-1 through two games. Game number three at TD Garden tonight. Uh, Celtics are 4-0 after a loss in the postseason. Certainly bounced back with that 127-102 win the other night. And Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, said his goal is just to bring the edge that he's become known for at Boston on the defensive side of the floor. He missed the first game with a midfoot sprain, uh, watched Boston get outscored 39-14 in the third quarter of that opening loss, but he had 24 points and 12 assists in the win the other night. 8.30, tap-off time at TD Garden tonight. Golden State didn't look like they were in shape to uh, get a 2-0 lead in their Western Conference Final, but they did last night. Down 19 points in the second half. They used one of those uh, patented third-quarter spurts to get them back into the contest. Took the lead for the first time early on in the fourth quarter and eventually pulled away for a 126-117 win over Denver last night. They are up 2-0 in the Western Final playing game three in Dallas tomorrow night. One note off the floor from the NBA involving Marcus Smart. He is one of five players named to the all-defensive first team. He's already been named Defensive Player of the Year, so it's no great surprise. Phoenix's Michael Bridges, uh, also former Defensive Players of the Year, uh, Rudy Gobert of Utah, Giannis Antetokounmpo of Milwaukee are on it, and the fifth spot taken by Memphis Grizzlies forward Jaron Jackson Jr. Smart, how good of a defender he is. 100 sports writers and broadcasters involved in the balloting. He won 99 first place votes to make the first team easily for all defense in the National Basketball Association. National Hockey League playoffs last night. Carolina 2, Rangers nothing to take a 2-0 lead this year in their Eastern Conference semifinal. And the uh, Edmonton Oilers, despite having two goals disallowed, came back from an early 2-0 deficit. Got a 5-3 win in Calgary last night. That was after that wild 9-6 affair two nights ago that the Flames won. That series is tied up at two games apiece. Only one game on the schedule tonight. Uh, Avalanche in St. Louis in a series tied one and one. Triple header tomorrow with the Panthers trying to find a win at Tampa Bay Town. Two games done on the Hurricanes going up to the Rangers and the Battle of Alberta moving on to Edmonton to continue on. Dallas Stars coach Rick Bonas resigning yesterday. General Manager Jim Nill saying the search will begin immediately for a new coach. Bonus, the 67-year-old, was 46-30-6 this past season in guiding the Stars back to the playoffs one year after making the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, he has coached some 2,600 games almost over his career, and he's confident that another opportunity will come about, but he agreed with management that a new voice was needed in the Stars' locker room. All players involved in Wimbledon coming up later this summer will not receive ranking points for where they finish in the tournament. That is a decision made by the WTA and ATP in response to Wimbledon's decision to ban Russian and Belarusian players from the tournament because of Vladimir Putin's murderous invasion of Ukraine. The two associations made the decision and announced it on Friday night, two days before the start of the French Open, and a little bit more than a month before 
Wimbledon gets going, essentially all it does is turn Wimbledon into a bit of an exhibition. But, of course, it's Wimbledon. All the traditions therein, from the strawberries and cream, to the white clothing, to the royal box, all of that will certainly be in effect. The All England Club said it would not allow Russians and Belarusians to compete. They said they did not want to allow them to bring glory to a nation that uses uh, sporting success as a propaganda tool. Preakness goes on uh, later this afternoon in Baltimore down at Pimlico. It is a little bit anticlimactic in the fact that uh, Rich Strike, the 80-1 to winner of the Kentucky Derby two weeks ago, is not participating, and there's only nine horses in the field compared to the 20 that ran at the Derby. The uh, early favorite going to Epicenter at 6-5, to five going off the number eight post for this one. But another horse to watch and an intriguing story is a Philly Secret Oath at 9-2. to two is uh, third favorite for the race. Some picking her to win. If she does, she would join seven other fillies that have won the Preakness that is generally an all-male horse event. Uh, U.S. national soccer team will play four matches in the coming weeks, two of them exhibitions and two of them as part of the CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, U.S. roster announced yesterday with a few new faces. Malik Tillman, who officially changed his uh, affiliation from Germany to the United States. Uh, Haji Wright, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Jordi Mihailovic, all getting opportunities to play in those four matches coming up soon. Uh, Tillman, a 19-year-old midfielder from Bayern Munich, is the son of a U.S. military man. Tillman uh, making his Bundesliga debut with Bayern Munich back in December. has played a few matches for them so far this year. Wright uh, has been on a scoring binge in the Turkish League. Uh, Munchen Gladbach outside back Joe Scali could see some action in one of the U.S. matches. Uh, U.S. will play Morocco in a friendly in Cincinnati on June 1st, then against Uruguay in Kansas City uh, four days after that. Nations League match which will be on June 10th against Grenada in Austin, Texas, and out at El Salvador on June 14th. Uh, looks like New England Revolution has gotten its offense in gear. They've scored two goals in uh, each of their last uh, five matches, uh, six straight matches, I should say, in which they've scored at least twice. Now they've got to get the defensive end down as they take on a pretty good FC Cincinnati squad tonight in Cincinnati. Normally the squad has not played very well in its first couple of seasons in Major League Soccer, but not so. They have four wins and a loss in their last five matches. All-Star Weekend for NASCAR as they have the All-Star Race going on at Texas on a Sunday night. And uh, a sad note to close things out, Roger Angel, celebrated baseball writer, reigning man of letters who spent 70-plus years helping to find the New Yorker. He passed away on Friday with heart failure, 101 years old. Uh, certainly lived up to the standards of a family that was deeply involved in the New Yorker. He's also a past winner of the Baseball Writers Association's Career Excellence Award. He was the first writer ever to be named the award winner as somebody who did not belong to the association. Such was his renown in baseball writing. That does it for Read About It at 921. We're going to take a timeout to straighten out some technical issues at this end and talk a little bit of high school action as we come back to Saturday Sports on WNTK and WUVR.
going to be a nighttime playing Fenway tonight. It's going to be an afternoon affair. Garrett Whitlock getting the ball for a 4-10 first pitch at Fenway. Against Seattle, you'll be able to catch the action here on WNTK WUVR. In fact, I just noticed uh, the other day uh, doing my uh, editing shift at home that as things were winding down, uh, which for me is 9.30 on weeknights, I could still see a little bit of light off to the west. I, my house faces due west from where I work, so I could see the sunset every night. And it just kind of blew my mind that here we are in May and we're still seeing that starting to see that little bit of light at the 9 o'clock hour, knowing full well that we're still uh, actually about exactly a month away to the longest day of the year, right around June 21st or so. Um, but it's coming. You know, we're uh, very much going to be in a, a, a summer-type uh, mode this weekend with temperatures in the uh, 90s throughout uh, the Upper Valley, throughout New Hampshire and northern New England, in fact, all of New England. Um, do keep in mind one thing, though, and uh, if you follow some of the weather apps, you might have noticed this already. Uh, National Weather Service warning about diving into uh, cold water. Uh, keep in mind that this is only May. We only, uh, you know, six weeks ago, our lakes and rivers were still uh, frozen in most places. And the water temperature is in the low 50s, uh, right around 50. And that is very cold. You get into that, you dive right into it, and relatively quickly, hypothermia could, uh, could result. So um, do use caution when you're out there. Make sure you have your PFDs on if you're on the water. My mother-in-law uh, lives on the Connecticut in uh, West Lebanon, and we were over there for dinner last weekend, and we saw plenty of people in motorboats and kayaks uh, going up and down the river. So make sure that you protect yourself uh, because something should happen. You get into that water, you're not going to last very long uh, and would not want to have uh, a tragedy occur because you weren't prepared for it. So keep that in mind. Just because it's really hot in the air does not mean that the water will correspond. It will be very cold, and it's not anywhere close to summer yet for this part of the world, even though the um, uh, forecast might say otherwise. Uh, high school sports, we are wrapping up the New Hampshire tennis season, and hopefully in the next uh, segment we'll be able to take a look at um, standings and possible playoff matchups. But for right now, we know that the Hanover High boys tennis team will be the number one seed in the uh, NHI AA Division I tournament next week, and that's because they finished off an undefeated season yesterday, 14-0 with a dominant 9-0 win over Manchester Memorial uh, down in Manchester. But what was really interesting about this is the fact that Hanover did it without putting its regular lineup out there. A lot of guys in the program who don't see a lot of matches went in and still got the 9-0 shutout, which tells you how deep this Bears lineup is so far this season in boys tennis, how good they are and, and where they could be headed. Zach Pearson uh, got the win at number one, 8-4 uh, for uh, Hanover. Ming Lu added a, an 8-5 win at number five. Sam Ames, Ian Holmes, Ryder Wilson, and Alex Orsino. Guys, in most cases you don't see in singles play, all were victorious. And then Ames joined Kevin Pillsbury for an 8-1 win at number one doubles. Pearson and Charlie Berkmeyer won at number two, and Lou and Pablo Martin Asensio were winners at third doubles to complete the shutout for Hanover. Uh, they will have a bye in the first round of the D1 tournament. We'll get started with their action up at Storrs Pond on Thursday. Also in pretty good shape, uh, Lebanon Boys Tennis, which uh, won two matches yesterday to continue a very strong season. They're going to probably be a second seed in uh, the Division II tournament when that field is announced on Monday. Playing down at Gosstown, they got a 7-0 win over the Grizzlies and then uh, took down Sanborn in a second match by a score of 6 to nothing, uh, Mason Arado and Nolan Arado, um, both winners in uh, singles matches against Gosstown, did the same thing against Sanborn. Uh, Baden Schifferdecker, uh, Will Katz, and Lavi Hawawa, and uh, Kyle Hines also 
Singles wins for the Grizzlies. Arados completed the 7-0 win with an 8-0 shutout in doubles. Uh, Arados doing the same thing, uh, going perfect on the day in the Sanborn match. Both won at singles, combined for doubles. Schiffer, Decker, Katz, and Hines also had singles wins. Raiders are up against Portsmouth, I believe, to wrap up the regular season today. The Woodstock High boys tennis team also in good shape. Uh, they've won eight matches in a row to improve to 8-1 on the season. They shut on MSJ yesterday at the Woodstock Athletic Club, uh, 7-0 the score. Senior Liam Harper uh, leading off the singles with his first solo match and first solo victory. Nixon Malik, Kalen Lundberg, Jake Singles got singles wins. Uh, Otto Nizablat and Reese Sheehan combined for first doubles. Nate Satterfield, Kip Gaddis at second doubles. The other win to Woodstock, a singles match, was by forfeit. Woodstock will host Hartford for Senior Day coming up on Monday. Hartford boys fell to St. Johnsbury by a count of 7-0 yesterday. Girls lacrosse, Lebanon continuing to play well. Catherine Cole with a big senior season for the Raiders, uh, picking up five goals. Lebanon was a 9-2 winner uh, over Trinity down in Manchester yesterday for its fourth straight victory. Others uh, with multiple points, Molly uh, Smith with four goals, Maddie Jewell two goals and four assists for a big six-point game. Kayla Tabor a goal and three helpers. Angelina McDonald had two goals, uh, a goal and an assist from Hadley Rich, two helpers each for Ella Longacre and Molly Jane, and also an assist from Amanda Booker for a well-rounded offensive performance. Drew Catter and Bailey Mako combining for seven saves for uh, the Raiders, who will host Hopkinton on Monday in a bake sale fundraiser that they are uh, calling their Not In Our House contest. Uh, find out more from the, the uh, school and possibly on the school website. Uh, softball yesterday, Hartford uh, getting a win to improve to 7-5 and five on the season. They take a 17-8 vic uh, victory over the Windsor Yellow Jackets down in Windsor. Madison Willie leading the way with four hits for the Hurricanes, including a triple and a double. Logan Evans had a double and a couple of singles. Marina Grassi going the distance in the circle for the Canes, struck out four, walked three. Windsor uh, was in an early hole. They went up 8-7 through four innings, but Hartford pounding out 10 runs the rest of the way when going away. Canes will visit Woodstock on Tuesday, and Windsor has a home date with Rutland on Monday. Mascoma with uh, an interim coach, Christine Labore, taking over. She is, uh, and the uh, Royals are, I should say, 1-12 on the season after a 22-0 five-inning loss to Newfound yesterday. They will take on Bishop Brady on Monday. A couple of baseball games yesterday. Lebanon uh, improved to 6-7 and seven on the season. Four runs in the bottom of the sixth inning to reverse a 2-1 deficit, get a 5-2 win over the Pembroke Spartans. Uh, Cole Fabry with a two-run double to cap the four-run rally for Lebanon. Uh, Nicholas Brill got on base on an error earlier in the frame. He stole second base and came around on a wild pitch after being sacrificed to third by Francis Calandrella. Brayden Falzerano going the first six innings, uh, got the victory for Lebanon with the help of that sixth inning rally. Struck out eight, allowed seven hits, no earned runs. Uh, Zach Aldridge came in for the save in the seventh with one strikeout. Uh, Fabry and Sid Wallace both went two for three, and Lebanon kicks off the final week of the regular season at Conval on Monday. White River Valley boys still in pretty good shape. They don't have to be undefeated to be good. They're 11-3 on the season. 11-1 beating Mill River in a five-inning run rule game in North Clarendon yesterday. Mason Gaudet did his part with five strong innings on the mound, struck out eight, walked two, gave up just two hits. Wildcats came out of the gates quickly. They had uh, two runs in the first inning, four more in the second to take control early. Weston uh, Trombley included a double as part of a two-for-three day, scored a run. Uh, Austin Tracy hit three runs and a base hit. Dominic Craven tripled, scored three times, and Braden Ross had a hit 
in two trips to the plate for White River Valley, which will host Green Mountain on Tuesday. And Hanover Baseball kept rolling, got their fourth straight win, although it was a little bit tough up at the Dresden Athletic Fields. They got a 6-5 uh, decision from Conval to improve to 10-3 and on the season. John Hill getting on base four times uh, with two hits and a couple of walks. He also drove in two runs. Josh Bucci had a couple of hits, and Wes Stockton pitched four strong innings, struck out seven to uh, keep Hanover in the contest. They'll get John Stark on Monday. That could be an interesting game. The Generals have been pretty good so far this season in New Hampshire Division II play, despite the fact of losing so much talent from a squad that won the uh, States last year. Uh, at least one of their pitchers uh, going on to pitch college ball, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and yet they've been very competitive so far at the Division II level so far this year. Uh, if my computer could move faster than my mouth did, I'd be able to tell you exactly where everybody stands in that right now. But uh, unfortunately, things aren't com terribly uh, cooperative at this moment. But as it is, uh, Hanover with a 10-3 mark with three more games coming up next week like most teams do. They are uh, on the edge, on the precipice of a top-four spot with Hollis Brookline leading the way 12-1, reportedly very good pitching from the Cavaliers this year. St. Thomas at second at 11-3. and three. Then you've got Bo, John Stark, and Hanover all at 10-3, and three, and Sauhegan 11-4. So those uh, five squads really battling for three top-four spots, which would get you a couple of home games before most of the neutral site action gets underway. Lebanon, uh, perforce, is uh, mid-pack right now with that win, 7-6, and six, unofficially bumping up ahead of Mill River, or I should say up ahead of Merrimack Valley and Plymouth into, I would believe, the number nine spot. Bear with me a second while I do some double-checking. Yes, I think that would be where Lebanon would be. But, again, most teams will have three games, maybe as many as four games next week, to close out the regular season in time for the Memorial Day holiday and then uh, get started with state tournament play after the holiday ends next weekend. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'll look ahead to what's happening on the schedule around the Upper Valley on this Saturday and start to take a peek at some of our uh, standings in both New Hampshire and Vermont as we get a little bit closer to the start of the postseason next week. All coming up next, I'm Greg Fettel. This is Saturday Sports Talk on WNTK and WUVR. This week in 1986, perhaps the most underrated of the Ramones albums released. Animal Boy, the title track you're hearing right here on Saturday Sports Talk for your mandatory Ramones, and certainly can use it as a wake-up call if the caffeine isn't flowing this morning at 9.39. Greg Fennell with you on Saturday Sports Talk. Rich and Woody coming up at uh, 10.06 roughly for Valley Buzz for two hours to wrap up your three hours of live and local here on WNTK WUVR today. Then Red Sox baseball, 3.10. On NTK, 99.7 FM, uh, 410 first pitch, afternoon baseball, Red Sox against Seattle at Fenway. Bring the sunblock today. 
and a lot of water. It's going to be quite warm outside in the 90s throughout uh, all of northern New England for the next couple of days with thunderstorms uh, in the forecast tomorrow, maybe tonight, but more likely tomorrow. And then we'll get back to more temperature, uh, more temperate temperatures, I should say, more normal temperatures for the rest of the week around the Upper Valley. If you want to get out and see some action today, plenty of it going around the area. Uh, Oxbow Softball, of course, defending state champs, uh, trying to get themselves in better position for the um, upcoming uh, high school uh, playoffs. They will be at home to meet Lamoille at 11 o'clock. A little bit later on this morning up on the Bradford Plain, uh, Oxbow in pretty good shape at the moment. It take 8-3 and three on the season, holding down the number one spot in the uh, index points with another week to go. Uh, Bellows Falls right behind them at 9-4, and four, and Regen's at 6-6, six and six, uh, keeping up the top three spots on the point rating system in Division Three softball. Uh, Windsor softball also playing D3. They've had an up-and-down season so far, but at 3-9 and nine after yesterday's loss to Hartford, they find themselves in the number 10 spot, so they would be uh, in position to hit the road for the tournament should that happen. Thetford at 5-5 five and five in the number 5 spot. I guess that's appropriate. Five's alive here. And uh, in a position to at least host in the first round come tournament time. Uh, White River uh, girls have had a winless season so far, strangely struggling up uh, the river at South Royalton, so they would be on the road come tournament time uh, should they decide to go ahead and participate. Woodstock softball, they are in action today as well. Uh, they have a date with Randolph at 11 o'clock. Woodstock on the season is 4-4 four and four in the number 11 position in the Division II playoffs. Um, uh, the uh, Hartford squad's doing all right right now. 7-5 and five has them uh, unofficially uh, on index points in fifth place in Division II, and they're playing pretty well. What, four straight wins, I think? after uh, yesterday's victory over Windsor, so I would not uh, write them off for at least being able to play one home game in the upcoming Division uh, Two state tournament. The Upper Valley only, uh, not even represented in D4, actually, with Rivendell contributing players to the Thetford roster, so nobody in Division Four to even worry about as far as Vermont uh, high school softball is concerned. On the baseball side, Rivendell has had a pretty good season with uh, Coach Eric Reichert, one of the more successful seasons for Rivendell in recent years. Five and five after a fast start, but that gets in the number six spot going into the weekend. Well, of course, White River Valley defending champions. They had that long winning streak from the opening of the school a couple of years ago snapped earlier. Uh, right now, solidly in a number two position behind undefeated Blue Mountain. Uh, that would be a fun matchup. I think those two met at States a couple of years ago, uh, pre-pandemic, uh, or maybe just after the pandemic got going and, and we were able to play ball again. Uh, regardless, White River, 10-3 uh, and three on the season. Still very good with three straight wins after yesterday's victory. Make it four in a row. You're 11-3. Uh, I think uh, a number two position is where they will probably land as they uh, get prepared for the postseason. They are not playing today. Thetford boys have had a good season as well in uh, Division Three baseball for uh, Vermont Principals Association. Coach Phil Chaput has the Panthers at 9-3, and 7-3 uh, rather, and in the number four spot in the Division Three standings going into a home date with North Country this afternoon up on top of the hill. Oxbow hosting Lamoille at uh, 11 this morning. Young squad has had its struggles so far this year, 1-10, and, and at the number 14 spot out of 17 in Division um, two or three rather make that 16 because Winooski's not spoiling a team this year Windsor baseball at home taking on Rutland at 11 this morning uh the Yellow Jackets at four and seven are in seventh place in the 16 team division three standings uh we mentioned before Woodstock hosting Green Mountain this afternoon uh rather this morning that's an 11 o'clock start over at Woodstock Union High School uh, Jason Tarleton and the Wasps so far this year uh trying to get them spot on where they are in the state standings, and I cannot seem to find them on the uh, uh, VPA website. Uh, try one more spot here, 
and they are actually playing in Division Three this year, so they will be at number uh, the eight spot, just behind Windsor, in the Division Three standings. One other game, Mascoma looking for a rare win at Newfound a little bit later on this afternoon. Track and field action, Mascoma and Newport sending their teams up to the Guilford Invitational today. Lebanon athletes are down at Londonderry for invitational action there. You know about Lebanon uh, tennis taking on Portsmouth. Uh, crew action, Hanover hosting Hingham and Tabor on the Connecticut River today. And they will get cold if they land in the water, but uh, they are smart. They wear uh, full-body wetsuits, so they should be pretty safe condition. Other uh, standings to keep an eye on. Let's start with Vermont uh, right now in uh, Boys Lacrosse Division 1. Of course, that's where Woodstock likes to play, even as they are the smallest team in the division with only 10 teams in it so far. Uh, but they are uh, in uh, seventh place out of those spots at 6-6 six and six on the season. They played a pretty good schedule. We'll uh, end up, uh, should everybody play in the tournament uh, and this uh, standing hold if they don't move up the ladder, which given that there's a pretty much a, a full point between them and Middlebury in the point rating system, it's hard to make up a lot of progress once you're uh, set in those spots. They will probably end up hosting a first-round game right now. Mount Mansfield would be the opponent if things don't change. And at the way standings are right now, it doesn't look like they're going to change all that much. Uh, Division 2 might be the spot to look at, though, for potential championship hopes. Uh, Hartford this year is 10-1 on the season. They uh, have played very well for Coach uh, Grant Whiteway and uh, find themselves just behind only Rice so far in uh, the state standings. The only team they've lost to, in fact, so far this season was a date with Rice, a 7-4 defeat back on April 26th up at the Alumni Athletic Complex. Uh, still games with Stowe, Milton, St. Johnsbury, and Brattleboro to go. Uh, the first three of those on the road, starting with Stowe, coming up on Monday, uh, or rather today, in a, a 10 a.m. start. So they'll be getting going against the Raiders in just a few minutes. The Hurricanes will. So keep an eye on uh, on Hartford. I think they've got a very good shot to make a serious run at state honors in a couple of weeks. On the girls lacrosse side, uh, very good stuff going for Heather Hartford and the Hartford uh, High Program. Uh, still a hard time getting over the fact that somebody named Hartford coaches at Hartford, but still 11-0, uh, perfect record. Hartford has talent from a number of schools. Uh, of course, uh, Carolyn Hamilton, the big star, uh, crossing 100 career goals in barely two seasons of play, uh, losing a couple of those, obviously, to the pandemic. That had something to do with it. But Elliot Roop, who is a very good uh, basketball and soccer athlete from Windsor High, also can play lacrosse, clearly, and has done so through the VPA's member-to-member -member program with Hartford for a couple of years. Lots of offensive talent on this squad. Uh, the Canes solidly on the top spot in uh, Division Two, with Woodstock uh, in the number five spot out of uh, 12 teams that will play in the Division II uh, tournament in a couple of weeks. In boys tennis, uh, only one division in the state, but Woodstock doing pretty well. Normally the Wasps have their difficulties going up against D1 talent, but right now at 7-1 they're in fourth place in the standings. Hartford was showing some uh, signs of improvement this year, but have slowly faded back and are in 15th and in danger of missing out the tournament. But as of right now, I would say they will probably make it if the tournament is limited to 16 teams because number 16 is uh, two games behind them in Mount Mansfield, and everybody else behind them has only one win at most, and in most cases, no victories at all. In the Division Two picture for uh, girls uh, tennis, uh, Woodstock this season, 7-3, and three, in a top-four spot with Montpelier, Burr and Burton, and Middlebury all above them. Uh, Hartford yet to get a victory in girls tennis so far this year. If they decide to play in the tournament, they will do so probably as the last seed of 11 and will end up hitting the road for the start of the postseason. Uh, tell you what, uh, see if we got um, uh, Dapper Dan on his toes here. Let's take one last break. 
a little bit early. And when we come back, we'll look at standings in New Hampshire and where are schools such as Hanover Levitt Stephen Sopart, Kearsarge to the south, where they may uh, factor in the upcoming baseball, softball, and lacrosse playoffs. All coming up next on Saturday Sports Talk. It is 9.48 at WNCK and WQBR. Closing it out here on Saturday Sports Talk. We had Simple Minds, New Gold Dream, Maggie Pop with The Passenger, a song that uh, Susie and the Banshees later covered in the 80s. Uh, Sparks, I Predict, your mandatory Ramones title track off of Animal Boy, which I have a feeling I'm going to be cranking on the pickup truck on the way home. Adam Ads, friend or phone, no Scots, as noted before here at 953. Thank you to Dapper Dan uh, for pulling all the tunage here on this edition of Saturday Sports. Thanks to Dapper Dad just for being able to make it today because he's been gone for the past three weeks. At least two of those, I believe, were spent in the forest camping. So I thought there was, when he left a few weeks ago, I had a feeling he might end up getting eaten by a moose or something. But he's come back and he's done his duty. So thank you very much, Dapper Dan, for coming back to us and pulling all these fancy tunes for us on Saturday Sports Talk. Uh, since we have a couple of minutes to play with, let's just uh, see what's happening in the standings in other sports around New Hampshire. Uh, we did take a look at Division II baseball earlier. Hollis, Brookline, St. Thomas, Bow, John Stark, Hanover, the top five squads with those last three all at 10-3 and three, heading into the final week of the regular season. Lebanon uh, improving to 7-6 and six with its win yesterday, still outside the top eight, so not in a spot yet to get a first-round home game. The uh, Raiders still have a little bit of work to do in that regard. A uh, very good possibility that Mascoma and Newport won't make their respective state playoffs in baseball this year. Uh, Scoma hasn't won yet. Newport only one win on the season so far. And Kearsarge might be in a, a tough spot as well in uh, as far as getting into the Division Three tournament. Uh, let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 21 teams in the division. So according to the 70% rule from the NHIAA, the top 14 would make it into the postseason. And as of right now, Kearsarge is not in the top 14. So the Cougars have some work to do to get back in the playoff picture. I accidentally omitted Stevens from the Division II uh, preview as well. Uh, they have an outside shot of making the state tournament. Uh, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15th place right now, 15 out of 20. So I think now they need to move up a spot to make it into the tournament. So right now, Bill Bundy and company on the outside looking in, but tied with Coe Brown for that last playoff spot with uh, at least two games to go in the regular season. As, as far as softball is concerned, uh, Mascoma will miss the postseason. Lebanon will because they're playing a division below 
where they should be as far as population, what it says. If a team drops down, NHIAA says you can't play the postseason in the spot where you move. So it looks like the team's most likely from our area to compete for uh, state honors. Uh, Newport at 11-3 and three finds itself in a top six spot, tied for actually top four spot, tied with Conant and Hopkinton for that number four spot as of this moment. And the Stevens girls are having a decent softball season as well. Uh, as we try to bring the D2 standings up to confirm it, uh, they are in a top four spot at 11-3, and three, so they could be considered maybe a dark horse to compete for D2 state honors. Co Brown undefeated at 12-0, MV and John Stark just ahead, and uh, Kearsard, or Kingswood rather, and Hollis Brookline just behind. Hanover with just one on the win on the season, not likely to make states in softball. Boys lacrosse, uh, Hanover uh, struggling in Division II, uh, should make the tournament, but uh, will be a road team probably uh, at least uh, after the first round when that gets started. As of right now, let's see, 6, 8, 10, 12th place in a league of looks like 20, so uh, they should make it, but don't want to slack off in this last week of the regular season because they have a couple of teams, actually three teams, in Manchester Memorial Central, uh, Hollis, uh, Hollis Brookline and Alvern, who could all overtake uh, Hanover should the Bears stumble through the last part of the regular season. In Division Three, uh, the Raiders of Lebanon High doing quite well. Uh, nice to see them have some success. Eight and four, the mark according to NHIAA.org. Lebanon in uh, fifth place in Division Three, entering the final week of the regular season. Campbell undefeated. They're the squad to watch as we get to the postseason. Uh, Hanover and Lebanon girls uh, also in pretty good shape as far as lacrosse is concerned in Division Three. Hanover at 8-3, and three, sitting in fifth place as they head to their final week of the regular season. And uh, Sarah Ecker has her uh, Lebanon Raiders in fourth place in Division Three at 9-2, and two, behind only Bo Hopkinton and Guilford. And going into that final week of the regular season, Lebanon should have some good contests. They have Hopkinton coming to town on Monday. They'll wrap up next week with trips to Campbell and Guilford, so the Raiders will certainly be battle-tested as they get to the postseason. We noted in uh, Read About It, Hanover Boys Tennis finished an undefeated regular season yesterday, 14-0. and 0. Uh, Bedford will be their prime competitor in Division I when that tournament gets started. Uh, Bulldogs at 12-1, and 1, and they have a very good tennis history, as does Hanover. And don't forget about the Lebanon boys. They're playing very well at 10-1. and 1. Uh, Should be able to hold down that number two spot, the only team to beat them, Oyster River. And that was by a 5-4 count. If you read the Valley News earlier this week, you know that the Raiders are very much geared toward getting back to Oyster River in the state championship, should that come about. Hanover girls tennis uh, in the sixth spot in Division One at 10-4 so far this year in uh, Division Two girls tennis. Uh, da, 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 trying to see if Lebanon is anywhere to be found in two tennis. Maybe it's Division Three. I'm getting uh, various divisions mixed up here. Uh, but nope, I don't see anything with that. But Stevens right now winless in its matches, so they will not move on to the girls' tennis playoff tournament. All those seeds, at least some of them, I should say, the tennis ones will come out on Monday, so you can expect tournament action to start on Tuesday. Uh, Hanover should be home on Thursday. I would suspect Lebanon would be uh, Thursday or Friday as well in the uh, Division II boys' tennis tournament as both seek to either get back to state honors in the case of Hanover or retain them in the case of uh, Tammy Arado and the Lebanon uh, boys' tennis team, which won them at the Division II level uh, last year. So let's see how that goes. When that gets started, one more week of baseball and lacrosse, and by the time Memorial Day weekend, next weekend rolls around, we'll be able to have a real good picture of who is going to do what to whom where 
when the postseason starts. That does it for today's edition of Saturday Sports Talk. I'm Greg Fennell. Thank you to Dapper Dan down at the studio, to you for listening. we got Rich and Woody with Valley Buzz coming up just after the news and weather. Red Sox baseball at 310 as they take on Seattle from Fenway Park here on NTK. That does it for Saturday Sports Talk. Thank you for listening in. You are listening to WNTK and WUVR. Have a great weekend, everybody. And remember the sunblock and the water.